that comment, Daniel was just going back to what I was saying about going the extra mile is mm -hmm. I want to show for me personally, I want to show casting everything that comes with me and part of booking me and part of my talent and skill is creativity is going the extra mile is having these interesting ideas to bring to the table. They can always say, we're good on those ideas, Lars, we don't need that. But I think, and this is again, something that Tom always says in class, they want players. You want players. You don't, you want to, you don't want people saying, what should I do? What do you need me to do? What would you like me to do? How should I hold this? How should I step? Should I hold it with this hand? Should I say it this way? Should I say it that way? That's a mm -hmm. fucking nightmare for a director. Mm -hmm. They want to direct, they want you, but they want someone who comes in with big, bold ideas, who's super well thought out, super prepared, mm -hmm. very intelligent, team player, positive, fun to work with, literally to the point where they just have to say action, and then they say cut, and they're like, that was fucking brilliant. You just That's like- done. Yeah. yeah. To the point where they don't even want to cut, where they can just be like, we don't even have to say cut. Let's just let this guy fly. <laughs> Hey, hey, my friends, I'm Lars Classington, host of Laughing Vikings Live and founder of LaughingVikings.com. I am pumped to be your high-vibe chat shit captain today. I believe that every day we can use our creative gifts with intention and purpose to have more fun while pushing ourselves to grow and rising to life's challenges. I believe that everyone can turn dreams from delusions to reality, and you can be the writer, director, and star of your own extraordinary life. That's why I started my company, LaughingVikings.com. It's an online community of creators and digital media production platform where you get me plus the world's best actors, artists, comedians, creators, dreamers, and entrepreneurs working with you live every week, sharing our knowledge, keeping you motivated and accountable, encouraging you to share your gifts, create your best content, and turn passions to profits all while finding the connection and the meaning of life we all desire. If you're not a member yet, go to laughingvikings.com and join our worldwide cast and crew of dreamers. For less than a buck a day, you get access to the world's best live every week, plus VIP access to all our digital media production services. Let's face it, you're probably tired of bugging family and friends for help, and maybe you realize you could use some expert guidance an inspired community, and some life-changing tools to help you reach the next level of your own artgasm. Join the cast and crew at LaughingVikings.com and let's turn delusions to reality together. Now it's time for today's show. Interact, ask questions, and take some notes. And be sure to share this episode out with three of your creative friends. The world could use a little more positivity. So be that person for free friends who are just like you, a person who's committed to turning their own dreams to reality. And be sure to tag and DM us on Instagram at Laughing Vikings and connect and say hi. Now it's time to start the show. It's Laughing Vikings Live, episode 26. We're helping dreamers turn delusions to reality. We got high vibe chat chits with artists, actors, comedians, creators, uh, dreamers, and entrepreneurs. Today, we got something special. It is an AMA, an Ask Me or Brandon Anything. So technically, it's an A-M-A-O, no, A-M-A-M-O-B-A, -A. yeah. Ask me or Brandon anything. I'm here at Laughing Viking Studio here in our magical green screen stude, as you can see. 
And uh, Brandon is actually in the next room, in the back room, Studio B here at Laughing Vikings. How are you doing, DK <laughs> Broiler? I'm doing fantastic, Lars. It has been a busy day, but it has been a, a very rewarding day. Yes, it has. We had several sessions here, audition sessions with actors coming through the studio to record their audition sessions. You ran a Zoom session earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of good stuff. And uh, of course, Monday is podcast day here. We do this every Monday. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've been on board. How many episodes have you been here, Brandon? This is actually our seventh episode together, Lars. Wow. Wow. Seven episodes of heaven with DK Broiler here. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you. Uh, I, of course, am wearing my cool shirt and I am standing because this is not a sit down podcast. This is a stand up podcast. And you also have a cool shirt on. What's yours? It okay. is a Homer shirt that says, okay. Atta boy, atta boy. And I think uh, it says Homer certified. Nice. So, actually certified that too yeah he put a stamp of approval on it it it's shaped uh like uh shaped like a, a beer uh top mug thing you know <laughs> bottle use your <laughs> words brandon it's been a long day <laughs> Lars. <laughs> i i'm working my way up okay <laughs> all right it's not like anyone expects words on a podcast, right? You guys. No, uh, I think I think we're fine. I think I'm fine with just going with jumble, jumble, da 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 da. If you're a listener and or viewer to this podcast, you know that we're not always word perfect. We uh, we have our challenges from time to time. Every once in a while, I feel like I have a stroke mid podcast where I just try <laughs> to say a bunch of words and nothing really comes out. But we're doing all right today, anyways. Um, we should let you know we're doing giveaways too. So if you're an actor watching or listening. Tag an actor, comedian, creator, friend, and tag Laughing Vikings, and you're going to get a chance to win comedy tickets, or you can win free audition sessions, or you can win an acting workshop. We're just giving all kinds of stuff away. All you got to do is tag some friends and tag us, and uh, we go through the comments and go through our DMs and everything. We uh, pick some winners. So, And we that. have some news on Ooh. our Instagram front, don't we, Lars? Oh, yeah. Bob, uh, drumroll. Uh, uh, 1,000 followers. We just passed the 1K mark. 1,000 people in our Laughing Vikings community from uh, all over the world. I suppose most of those people are in and around the Toronto area, but uh, we got people international. Mm -hmm. And our 1,000 follower, he didn't know this when he was following us. I think he saw a clip of a past episode that we did that we posted, and he commented on that, and then he followed us. He didn't know it. But I decided to give out prizes, as we do here. You don't, you never know when you're going to get a prize from Laughing Vikings, something <laughs> that we do. And uh, we decided to give him a free audition session, a free copy of my stand-up album, Silly Goose. And we went to our neighbor friends down the street at Riverside Burgers, and I bought a $20 gift certificate. So uh, it's, um, I'm trying to, I think his, his, um, his Instagram handle is coyote comedy with the i think it's coyote it's either coyote comedy or Di anyways we'll figure it out we've already been in touch with them we don't have your handle uh handy here right now but mm -hmm. you got some prizes for the thousandth and if you're thinking how do you want to get a prize you got to follow us at laughing vikings and maybe you'll be the 2000th but don't wait to be the 2000th hop on board now and we'll try and find you a prize for but sure we got uh we got fun stuff happening today we thought we would do an ama and ask me anything where people can ask me, Lars, anything. They can ask Brandon anything. Again, technically, it's an A-M-O-B-A, -A, ask me or Brandon anything. Mm -hmm. It could be about Laughing Vikings. 
uh, in our services here at the studio. Could be about acting, could be about comedy. Maybe you want to know what our favorite music is or what I eat for breakfast or what I eat uh, for lunch, brunch or dinner as well. <laughs> coffee, coffee and more coffee. Coffee, coffee and more coffee. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So should we just get into some of the uh, the common questions or how are we going to start this? Puppy yeah. Up? Well, actually, Lars, I want it because you haven't actually done one for yourself. What I want is I want to hear Lars Classington's one minute life story. Are you ready to go? Good, sir. Yes. Ready. And make you full screen and go. I was born in Aurelia, Ontario. My mom's from New York City. My dad's from British Columbia. I'm a dual citizen. I grew up, I have an older brother, James. I have an older brother, Chris. Uh, when I was younger, I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. Then I thought I was going to be a professional volleyball player. Instead, I went into life insurance after going to University of Western Ontario. One of the best four years of my life. Party, 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 party. Then I did life insurance as a sales manager, running a branch office in London, Ottawa, and Anchorage, Alaska. I lived in Alaska for three years. After about eight or nine years of the corporate world, I was like, this is not for me. There's a new life. I watched Eminem 8 Mile and Notorious B.I.G. and they inspired me to quit my job and become a rap battler, a.k.a. a comedian slash actor. So since 2009, I've been a stand-up comic actor doing TV com commercials, theater, uh, touring, doing stand-up. And then I opened Laughing Vikings in 2017 to uh, produce stand-up shows, podcasts, and uh, to be a studio here available to the actor and creator community. Um, I'm a fan of uh, many other things. So what time are we at? How are we doing here? Are we getting, are we getting close? And he's done. <laughs> he I ran out done. of things. I, I thought <laughs> I was going to have trouble. I was like, I'm never going to be able to pack all this into, uh, uh, into a minute. And then I, uh, I went too fast. I think I must have glossed over some, some. Hey, you did pretty good. You did pretty good. I got a few, I got a few, uh, fun facts in there. I always like to drop. Yeah. I lived in Alaska. People are like, what? You lived in Alaska? How long did you live in Alaska? I lived in Alaska for three years from 2002 to 2005. Uh, in a nutshell, what happened is I graduated, decided to take a year off, graduated with a, um, had a bachelor's degree, an honors degree in kinesiology from the University of Western Ontario. Mm -hmm. I went to university after high school, not really knowing what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. Um, but I like science. I like sports. I had some friends going to Western there was a myth that there were seven women to every man there and that it was an amazing party school. So I was like, this magical world sounds incredible. So I moved <laughs> to London, Ontario, spent four amazing years in London, Ontario. And then uh, when I graduated, I originally thought I was going to do like Cairo or physio or med school, or I was thinking naturopathic school. I okay. also was thinking potentially business school at uh, this Ivy School of Business in uh, at Western. Mm -hmm. But I just decided to take a year off. And then in that year off, I was I somehow stumbled across an, a sales opportunity with a financial services company and just thought rather than the usual student jobs, get some corporate world, real world, real world training. And really, I had read the, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in that, one of the things that he recommended was no matter what you're doing in any walk of life learn some sales skills. So work for a company that has a sales training program. So I did that. And about two years in or no less a year into it, I was promoted to run my own branch. Basically, I was given an opportunity to open my own branch office. Mm -hmm. And they gave me a short list of, of small market cities that didn't have offices. So it was like Boise, Idaho, Fargo, North Dakota, Butte, Montana, and Anchorage, Alaska. So as a 23 year old, 
literally packed up everything I owned into a Hyundai Elantra at the time in London, Ontario, drove nine days to Anchorage, Alaska, straight, like 10, 12 hour days. Wow. My, bro my brother met me in Calgary for the last four days up through the, we, you sort of cut through um, top of Alberta and the top of BC up the Yukon highway or the Alaska highway through the Yukon and then back down into Alaska, down to Anchorage. So I spent three amazing years in Anchorage, like breathtaking, constantly jaw drop, like at the scenery mountains, right down into ocean, just like literally a postcard everywhere you look. It was incredible. Wow. But it was way too far away. It's way, way far away. It's uh, it's another time zone past, um, past BC. And it's like, it was a full day's travel to get back every time too. So I just, in the end, it was too far away from family and friends. So after three years, I moved back. Was everything more expensive there? Because I know from like the, the territories and uh, none of it and stuff like that, they, they pay people extra because of the isolation. Yeah. Um, do, do you get like an isolation fee in Alaska as well? I didn't personally in our company because it just wasn't how we operated. But I think yeah. some some companies there was like a, a little step up and like cost of groceries and stuff. There's a little a little steeper cost of living, yeah. Uh, there, but because I guess they have to import everything, right? Yeah, everything or more or less. Or plane, yeah, for the most part, uh, unless it's uh, oil, mm -hmm. timber. Mm -hmm. salmon those three things are are right from there oh the salmon must be super super fresh it, it was insane from yeah. basically the tail end of april till the end of september literally every week there's a different type of salmon running like they they, they live in the ocean and then they come back to the river yeah. where they're born every year mm -hmm. so they would come back or maybe not every year but whenever that's time to spawn but so literally every week it would be like pink salmon then sockeye then yeah. silver salmon then whatever all the names of salmon are but it was literally mm -hmm. all summer there was times where i was you'd go and it would be shoulder to shoulder fishermen like guys in hip waders literally shoulder to shoulder and then the guy when you caught one you, mm -hmm. would, yell, you would yell fish on and then the rule of thumb like the respect is everyone else pulls their line out to give you clear like a clear way to to fight them and to reel them in but it was like the rivers are like boiling with with um with salmon like you like you see them they're like popping out and all over each other like it looks like like it boiling over like you practically jump into your boat there's so many it was it was insane. wow that sounds cool yeah one time, so cool fun fact just while while we're on the alaska tip just mm -hmm. to talk about it but um so there was this one river it was in kenai alaska which I believe is where uh, Chris Pratt lived when he was uh, younger. He was actually born in, I think he was born there. Maybe he was raised there, but he lived hmm. in Alaska for several years in Kenai. And I stayed at a bed and breakfast in Kenai uh, on a business trip one time. And the river we were on, I didn't know this, but the river we were on was close enough to the ocean that it was affected by the tides. Hmm. So I didn't realize this. So I'd be like in the backyard chilling, looking at this river and it's flowing one way. And then I would like go out on appointments or later come back for dinner after dinner. And I'd be out in the backyard and I'm like, I swear to God, this river was flowing the other way, but it would change. It would, it would ebb and flow with the tides. So when the morning it'd be going one way, then it would reverse, but it was, so it was like really trippy because it would empty out completely. The river would empty out completely Oh then, wow! And then it would reverse as the tides come in. Yeah, it was close enough so that there would be like sea lions and otters and stuff. Plus, all the salmon would would kind of float their way in. Um, yeah, it was crazy. 
I highly recommend cool. it. Highly yeah. Recommend it. If you ever get a chance to go to Alaska, take take advantage of it. It's breathtaking. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's get let's get going into the frequently asked questions, Lars. All right. Um, so you sort of touched on it a little bit in your one minute life story, but I want to expand on how did Laughing Vikings get started? Great question. All right. So let's uh, take we're taking it back to 2017. For those that don't know, I'm an actor and stand up comic for the last 10. Now, I guess, what is it? 12, 12, 12 years now. But um, I had all the gear and all the equipment for my own productions, my own auditions, my own web videos, my own green screen videos, voiceovers, um, uh, green screen stuff, social media videos. And I kind of early on in my career saw that as a necessity to, to have my own home studio. And in 2017, I had been living out of Toronto and was moving back into Toronto. And as you know, the cost of real estate is pretty pricey here. I didn't want to have roommates. I didn't want to live in a basement apartment and the nature of um of gig work and freelance work as an actor and as a stand-up comic i don't really have a reliable income so it was really out of necessity i had the idea of what if i rented a work live commercial space where i could have all my studio equipment set up and then also either rent it rent that space out to mm -hmm. other people and other productions or provide services there where people could come and I would help them with their, uh, with their video and with their audio and visual production. So it, it was really necessity when it all happened. It was just me trying to figure out how to afford to live alone in the city as an artist with an unpredictable income. And I've also been someone, I've never had a Joe job throughout all of this. I've just been really focused on, on just being fully immersed in the business. So whatever that is, um, and having your own studio and your own production company really allows you to do that. So that if I'm not on set or I don't have my own gigs, I'm still producing things and running things here out of the studio. So that was 2017. And it started just with friends and, and people in my network, friends and colleagues that needed help with their self tapes or their podcast um, early on. Trevor Ketchison, who's an actor that uh, also was running sessions pre-COVID here, mm -hmm. he was very involved early on, uh, sort of with uh, helping me get things started. And, and the, the full story is that before I opened Laughing Vikings, I had a week where I had back-to-back-to-back-to-back auditions, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I didn't live in the city at the time, and I didn't want to commute back and forth. So I asked Trevor, who lives right at Queen and Broadview, if I could crash at his place. I hadn't hung out with him in a while, so he was gracious enough to to let me stay at his place. And I crashed at his place. And this is the neighborhood where pre-COVID, all the casting houses are within 10, 15 minutes of, mm -hmm. of the neighborhood. So I would just literally walk to my auditions. And then having him there, he's also an actor, before his auditions or before mine, we'd be running each other's lines and helping each other with ours. And then one of us would leave and go do our audition. So that sort of got the wheels turning where, well, like, wow, this is the neighborhood for all this stuff. This is the studio district. And then I just in working with him, I started to realize how advantageous it is to have an actual actor to work with before and after your auditions and actually have a live human being who knows the craft and, and knows the business to work with you. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really it was really in that week in working with him is where the light bulbs went off was like, oh shit, this is the neighborhood I need to be in. This is the kind of vibe, actors, for actors, by actors, sort of a community clubhouse feel. 
And then it's just since 2017, it's grown and grown and grown. We've provided actor services for self tapes and auditions, produce podcasts, produce live stand up shows, produce commercials and web videos and, and voiceovers. Uh, so now we're, yeah, we just passed four years here. Congratulations. That's amazing, Lars. Yeah, we've been doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Like and even just any business surviving four years, like the first year is always super hard. And then the fact that you've kept it going, like you've kept trying to upgrade, you kept trying to like make sure that you're doing everything you can for the actors so that they don't have to stress, so that they don't have to uh, worry about what they're, what the external stuff is for an audition. They just have to focus on the audition. Right. Yeah. And, it, and I should say to anyone watching, I have, I worked for a corporation, but obviously that's a, a corporation. It's like, it wasn't like I built that business or, or had to do any of that stuff. I have zero business training. I have zero business background, never ran a business before. So it was literally like, I remember when I first started and had the ideas, it was like, okay, I need to find a studio, work, live studio space with enough room. I got the equipment. I got to register a business. I got to open a business bank account. I got to start a website. I got to buy the website. Um, I got to open all the social media accounts. I got to hook up the payment processors. So I literally learned all that stuff by scratch. Like that was, that's like one by one by one watching YouTube videos and watching FAQ videos and reading in the help sections of all these things. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, it, and, and the fun thing about that, there's two times in my life related to show business where I feel I've shoved all of my chips in. One was when I made the transition from financial services to stand up full time where I basically left a corporate job pretty much cold turkey and was like, this is my life now. And the other was 2017 starting Laughing Vikings. I literally took, it was all the money I had. I had first, first month, last month, the deposit. And then maybe I had a little bit left over for like odds and ends or some furniture and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, if, if you were to, if you were to look at the studio in 2017 compared to now, we have way more equipment. We have way more furniture. It was very, very, very bare bones. It was almost an empty space before, but I felt really proud that like, that was like, it was literally all my chips. I want to go all in. Cause part of my thinking was I can afford to have a, an apartment or I can have uh, afford to have a studio space, but mm -hmm. I couldn't, I knew I couldn't afford to have both. So I couldn't have a condo and rent a studio space and be running back and forth. And yeah. so I sort of sacrificed some of the amenities and some of the niceties of, of a nice swanky apartment for having a work live studio space. But I knew that having the studio space for me in the business would be a means to an end. If I have this first, I can grow the production company. I can grow my own career to the point where then it's providing me the income and the money to then buy a sick condo or buy a nice house somewhere. So it was, it was a little bit for me, like, make some sacrifices on the personal side of things, but then just fully immerse yourself. And it's pretty sweet just to wake up here, turn the lights on, flick the lights on, always have a creative play space. Anytime my friends, family come over, we got a studio space to, to goof around and play around in. So it's been amazing, but I, I highly encourage it. If you've been thinking about starting a business, mm -hmm. um, regardless of what it is, jump in and it's, it's a fun thing to do. And it's, it's nice to have some control over things. And you also kind of always have a pet project. Like there's always something you can be tinkering with or tweaking, whether it's marketing or the website or, or just the space itself here. Um, it's been awesome. So I love it. And, and, and if you start a business and you need help with that, then hit me up too, or something like this. We are, I should also mention, sorry to cut you off, Brandon, but I should mention that we are expanding 
And uh, we're looking potentially for more partners to come on as session directors or producers of other live events uh, or virtual events. And other people who have decent studio spaces can be a partner with us as well, too, where you use your space in whatever your city you're in. And, and we have our space and we can kind of connect and collab and create a network of studio spaces, sort of by actors and for actors or by mm -hmm. for performers. And where is LV Studio? How can where I get there? And is there parking? Great question, Brandon, or whoever asked that frequently asked question. Uh, Laughing Vikings located in Toronto. We're at 696 Suite B, Queen Street East. That's 696 Queen Street East, Suite B. We are uh, right basically at the uh, corner of Queen and Broadview in the Riverside District of Toronto, just over the bridge um, as you cross from downtown over the Don Valley. And uh, several ways to get here. Uh, easily, you can take the Queen uh, Streetcar East, the Queen 501, mm -hmm. or you can take the King 504 East, mm -hmm. which uh, sort of connects at Queen Street. And the other way is you can come down from Broadview. If you're coming from the subway, you can come from Broadview Station mm -hmm. uh, down the 504, which comes from Broadview Station down to Queen and King Streets. Uh, easy on, easy off from the Gardner and from the DVP right here, uh, close to Eastern Avenue for those of you who know it, but, um, uh, or just Uber, or you can ride a bike. You can ride a Bixie. Some people skateboard. Uh, we got some people who scoot their way over here. I think mm -hmm. we've had some rollerbladers and some roller skaters. There's many, many ways to get here. Uh, did, was that all the questions or was that like, a is there parking? Oh, is there park parking? There's two green P lots just north of Queen off Broadview on either side. There's paid green P lots or there is paid street parking in and around the Queen Street area, especially the side streets. There's, I know there's free one hour parking on Queen and Broadview. There is paid uh, meter parking um, with the machine. But I would uh, you also got to watch around certain hours. They, they don't allow you uh, so you can be ticketed and or towed if you're parked during uh, like rush hour on those streets. But yes, the answer is there. There is parking in the neighborhood uh, and there's parking in Greenpea. We don't have our own specific parking. Um, we're working on the helipad on the roof. So if you have a helicopter or a jet pack, uh, stay tuned for that. We're working on it. Uh, and we're also working on the teleporter too. We're working on, we're going to go Star Trek style, kind of like a zoom thing where mm -hmm. you just press the button on zoom and you just like, and you just appear. It's easy. We're Holog making a lot of headway on the teleporter. It's all, it's all about holograms these days. <laughs> and what are the studio hours and availability for the studio? Great question. Well, uh, we do everything booked by appointment only. We generally don't have drop-in hours or any walk-in hours, especially during COVID. So we can talk about COVID protocols in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But our general outside hours, we help people and, and rent out the studio or help people with audition sessions, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. So a huge range in there. Appointments are uh, on a first-come, first-served basis. So it's just based on when people book. Some days are busier than others. But that being said, generally, we will be able to get you in. Uh, now, it's outside hours, 8 to 11, but the hours of individual session directors vary. All of our session directors are freelancers, and they all are actors themselves. So they have their own schedules. Sometimes they're on set. Sometimes they're working on production. They have their own auditions. So every individual freelance session director sets their hours within there. So when you're booking on the website, 
after checkout, you'll get to choose your session director. Then you can choose the date and the time and you'll see their schedule. If you ever don't see a time that you don't like that you need or that you want, you can just flip to a different session director and you'll see their daily schedules. Most session directors keep hours every day. I know you, Brandon, what are your hours generally? Uh, usually it's 8 a.m. to 11, uh, but depends. Tuesday, I'm usually 3 to 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, right. Just because I have, a, I have another job as well that I have to go to. Um, but that's usually once or twice a week. It's not right. very, yeah. Yeah, generally in a nutshell, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., that pretty much should have you covered. Uh, and we recommend that as soon as you get your audition request from your agent, immediately book the spot rather than leaving it to the last day. Mm-hmm. You require a two-hour minimum. So the, the least amount of time we need is two hours. So if you want to book for a, a, a 3 p.m. and it's after 1 p.m., you wouldn't see that slot available. That being said, if you are in a super pinch and you don't see the spot, online you can always shoot us a dm or email us at lol at laughingvikings.com we do a pretty good job of squeezing people in we know the stakes are big we know the business is very last minute uh we might not have a full slot for you but we could be maybe we're jam-packed but you got one scene and we can if there's a a no show or somebody's a little late or someone wraps up early Mm -hmm. come in and just bang them out in one two three takes so they're they don't use their full hour so when in doubt, message us and we'll try to get you in. But generally, book online with two hours notice, seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. I think we I did one on Christmas Eve this year as well, too. So mm-hmm. uh, if it needs to get done, we can help you. And the other thing we do is we do them by Zoom now. So you don't even have to come here. You don't have to travel. Stay at your house. And one of our session directors will reach you via Zoom. We rehearse and record via Zoom. Our session director hits record, hits cut. So that really all you have to do is just act and have fun. You don't need to worry about the tech stuff. And then we snip it together, edit together with a slate and mm-hmm. you as usual. So Zoom is also 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, this wasn't on our list, but how easy is it to reschedule a session? Say you got an, a last minute audition, uh, you booked a session with us, but you can't make that session. So you have to push it back a couple hours. Great question. It is very easy. I'm going to show you right now. If you're watching, I'm going to show you how easy it is. One, two, I think two, probably two thumb clicks is about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe if, if you're uh, if you're a mouse person or a typewriter, it might be a couple of these, but it's very easy. Uh, when you book online, you get a confirmation email immediately. Uh, and in that email, there's a button to reschedule or cancel if something came up uh, and mm-hmm. we just uh, hold a credit for the next time. Or if, if it was a extenuating circumstance, we can refund as well, but super easy. Although we do also require two hours notice for that too, um, preferably, but, uh, yeah, very easy to reschedule. We know that things uh, change really quickly in this business. So yeah. not a problem. Now, <laughs> Lars, uh, what can you expect when you come to LV Studio? Sort of like how the sessions run, you mean? Or just... Yeah, like um, how is a session going to be run? What tech do we have? Um, how, do, how do you rehearse on camera? What can I see when I come into LV Studio? Um, that Got kind it. of thing. Great. Um, should I take it back to the booking process a little bit to explain it? or? 
Yeah, take it. Yeah. Take us through like you booking a session for with me in LV Studio. Gotcha. So eventually, we'll put up a video and we'll do a screen a screencast of me literally going through the process. But just to explain, when you book on LaughingVikings.com, uh, you'll immediately get a confirmation email that's got all our directions and everything. We do also ask that people fill out a screening questionnaire for two reasons. One is for COVID, so a couple quick COVID uh, questionnaires. And then the other is the info about your session. So how many scenes you have, uh, where the file needs to be emailed to, do you need a slate, what's your, what's your character name, and there's a spot where you can upload the script so then your session director can have everything in advance already. If you don't have an opportunity to upload it, you can always just email it to us when you arrive. Uh, so that's the first thing. When you arrive, we ask people to maybe show up a couple minutes early, maybe aim to be here five minutes early so you're not cutting into your session time. Mm -hmm. COVID-wise, right now, we can address, we do ask that you wear a mask when you arrive. We've got sanit uh, hand sanity at the door. Mm -hmm. We wipe down all the common touch points in between and everything is um, by appointment only with that screening questionnaire. But the biggest thing when you arrive that you notice is the vibe here, I would say. You're going to expect to arrive to a positive, upbeat, relaxed vibe the vibe here is always like professional but fun so it's kind of like a clubhouse feel actors for actors by actors you're kind of going to feel like you're coming to your home turf or if you're if you're an athlete your home field or your home mm -hmm. stadium is the vibe that we want um when you arrive there's uh there's a there's a bathroom here if you need to do any final touch-ups in the mirrors and everything uh and we shoot, uh, what do we shoot on? We shoot on a, uh, I think it's a Panasonic, but it's- Yep, Panasonic HD. HD. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's as HD as anything needs to be for a self-tape. We got uh, soft lights back there. We have it connected to a monitor. So generally the first thing that we do, we like to just immediately jump into full rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So you either email your sides to your session director or if you have paper sides. And then right away, the session director will frame you up. Often we're filming the first rehearsal just so you can start to figure out eye lines, look at your frame, figure out some of the blocking and, um, and then it just go right into it, scene by scene by scene. Generally, I know how I like to run them is we just focus on the one scene. And then when we get the thumbs up that you got your best take, then we'll move to scene two. Mm -hmm. And then usually you'd rehearse one, watch one on the monitor, make sure check your eye line, see how it's all shaken up uh, or shaping up, make sure mm -hmm. that you like what you see. And then any adjustments. And the, the great thing, while we don't we don't build the service here as coaching or or um anything high level like that. But all of our session directors are working actors who are trained in TV, film, commercials, theater, and have casting experience. So naturally, you're going to get suggestions and you're going to get choices and, and options, mostly creative things, a lot of fun suggestions. If it's a comedic point um, or a comedic piece or with a comedic slant, that's something that I love to direct. So you're always going to get help. I feel that everyone who comes to Laughing Vikings ends up with a better tape because they're they're with someone who's outside them offering up suggestions that isn't a family member so one of the best mm -hmm. things about it is what to expect when you arrive you're going to work with a with a tv film theater professional rather than your spouse or your kids or a neighbor or a friend someone who is trying to help you but doesn't know what they're doing so yeah um that that's the biggest thing. So if you're tired of bugging family and friends or you're tired of the dynamics, I know that some people like boyfriend, girlfriend or husband and wife sometimes is tough to work with because a it's, it's not a working relationship 
in the in in the acting world, and B, there's whatever communication and and relationship undercurrents are happening can kind of bleed into the session. So it's sometimes it's not it's like two worlds colliding where you're like mm-hmm. you want to crash your marriage into your uh, acting career. You got someone who's super supportive and you guys vibe very well, and and she, he or she understands the business, then great. But if if you need a hand, it's just way better working with an actor someone who is trained someone who has an opinion in acting and directing and storytelling and, and some training to help you out rather than just random suggestions from a friend or neighbor. And Camille, who was a guest on our podcast last week says she loves taping with laughing Vikings and thank we you, love Camille. Camille. Yes. Thank you, Camille. Good one. Yes. Thank you. Director of good vibes over here. That was a live testimonial there from, uh, from Camille. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so is that what to expect? What else? You expect a, a lovely studio pug here, Looney, the studio pug, pretty much mm-hmm. everyone basically <laughs> gives you the sniff tests. Like it's like airport security, basically, but it's pub pug security. Yep. Um, I get a greeting every time I come up those steps. It's always, yeah, it's always lovely. Yeah, she loves <laughs> you. We got a nice little back patio, so in the summertime you can step out for some fresh air. I know Chris Sandiford used to ride his bike here. And he would always come in the summertime and he would be, he'd be drenched. Like he's drenched from like a 35 degree bike ride and then he gets here soaking wet. And the first thing he would go is like, go and hang his t-shirt out the back and just, he would literally stand in the, on the, on the porch and just like air dry before, uh, before, before he was camera ready. Uh, but yeah, we got a nice little chill zone here. We -hmm. also have lots of props. We have random wigs being an actor myself. I have, I've collected props and wigs and masks and, all kinds of random stuff. And we have the, the usual household stuff. So if there's any little knickknacks or tools or you need a glass or a mug or something for a shot or, mm-hmm. uh, and then we also have a lot of tech things. Like we have some of those music stands and those laptop tripods. So there's a lot of little hacks and tricks. We've, we've used uh, iPads for teleprompters. We can tape the sides up. We've got whiteboards that we can write lines on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got all kinds of tape to mark your eye lines um all kinds of stuff like that we occasionally have a handful of like i've had people show up and maybe they didn't have the right wardrobe even and all of a sudden i have an extra hat or uh, a coat or a blazer or a better a better colored t-shirt um so yeah there's there's a lot that we can do to help you and i think if you've come here you know how much we we were willing to help to take the to take the tape from good to great with just these little tweaks and suggestions mm-hmm and do what it takes whatever it takes baby exactly yes now lars who are the session directors at laughing vikings ah great question well you're looking at one of them right now in me and you're looking at another one right now in brandon knox uh so really important to me when i first started uh it was only me i did them all and just by by the way this is a little fun fact when i first started laughing vikings Mm -hmm. i gave the first session away for free Every person who came here in the first year got their first session for free because nobody knew about it. So I was just, I I had cards made up and it was like a free code on the back and all my actor friends, comedian friends, I left them all at the the casting houses because I knew once someone came and experienced how much more fun and how much easier it is to to get help and to get an outside perspective, I knew that people would be back and probably four out of five people who I gave the freebie two would come back and some of them have been coming back a couple times a week for four years since then because i Mm -hmm. gave this one for free so it was just me and i took a lot of pride in making sure that 
The tapes were great. I was given the best suggestions. Technically, they were sound. Um, if I ever screwed up or made a mistake, I would comp them and give them a bonus section and do it all over. I remember one time early on, Phil Luzzi was uh, one of the first people that I gave a, a free session to, and he came and we did his uh, session. And then I left to go to Monologue Slam in Kensington Market. I got all the way over there, and then I got a message from him that he hadn't received it, and it didn't come through. So I think what had happened is the Wii transfer timed out or my internet timed out. And I like, I'm not going to leave him hanging for a giant gig like that. Yeah. Hopped in an Uber, left the show, came all the way back, re-uploaded it, and then went back. So it's like literally doing whatever it takes to make sure that people get what they need. So uh, when I wanted to expand, it was really important to me that I found people that cared as much or more about other actors' tapes as they would themselves or treating other people's uh, auditions like their own. Because mm -hmm. it's a high stakes and this is... Some auditions are life-changing opportunities. So all of our session directors, including yourself, Brandon, are very positive people. They're trained actors, uh, trained in the craft. Many of them have gone to TV, film, theater schools, taken workshop, taken intensive, worked in TV, film, theater, commercials, have casting experience in TV, film, theater, and commercials. So they've done it themselves. They've helped other people. Often before they come here, they've helped dozens of their actor friends with their own self tapes. If you're an actor, you probably have actor friends that you've done this with before. So mm -hmm. you know what we're talking about. But in addition to being trained professionals, everyone, something I pr pr pride ourselves on is everyone is very positive, upbeat, uh, no negativity or cynicism or sarcasm. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, if you're the type of person, if when you arrive here and you're the type of person that's kind of lamenting like, Oh, the writing or, Oh, I just got this last minute or this isn't for me or whatever. Like any of the negative self-sabotage bullshit things that we might say about roles, um, expect that not to get through here, expect you to arrive and us to shut that down pretty quick and be like, Oh yeah, well, whatever, let's go, uh, crack at it kind of thing. So come in here with a positive attitude and, and come in with an attitude expecting to book it. Like we're not we're not auditioning just to audition you're auditioning because you want to book a role and you want to get yeah. paid you want to perform and and you want to advance your career and and you ultimately you want to play but it's that attitude of coming in expecting i'm going to come in here and show them my stuff and i'm going to book it so i think all of our all of our session directors go over and above to do everything they can ultimately it's up to you as the actor to deliver the goods and to come in with strong choices but know that you've got someone that's a director and a cheerleader and your number one fan all at once rooting for you. And I know, I, I'm sure I can speak for you, but I know that some of my happiest, most proud moments in my career have not been my own gigs that I've booked. They've been finding out that friends of mine or, or other actors in the studio who have now become friends have booked something off of an audition that they did here and knowing that I played a small part in helping them do that in some some cases life-changing roles so mm -hmm. like uh, even today someone came in for a session and they told me that they had booked a session that they or an audition that they had worked on with me and i literally jumped through the wall like i think you could you could probably hear me on the other end just yeah, like yeah. screaming with joy well it's like your kids right and, and yeah it's like that's the reason people have kids is because then then you know, see the joy in, in them or it's the reason that helping other people feels good you know you do something kind 
to people and the, the, you see the reaction that they get out of it and it makes you feel good inside. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a way for all of us to, to have a larger impact than, than our own. This career is very lone wolf. It's very, it can feel very like that. It's just you against the world since yeah. it's very freelance, uh, and there's no set career path to it. But I think getting a feeling of being a part of a community and having someone who's got your back in addition to your agent, in addition to your publicist or your manager Mm -hmm. or your acting coach, having some peers that you can rely on as a community, I think is a huge deal. And, and to just know that the second you get this next big audition, you have Brandon or Lucy or Kat or Rachel or Nick or myself in your corner. And, and we often, we know you, you have clients that are come repeat back. So you know how they like to do things, you know, their little idiosyncrasies and their little habits and things. Um, and so you come in here with a real comfort zone. And I know that even when I, I get an audition from my agent, this, literally the second I get it within five minutes, I have the session booked with you. So there's no stress. And I used to get a lot of stress when I had self tapes, instead of being excited about them, I would be excited about an in-person audition, but I would get a self tape and be like, Oh, okay. When am I going to do that? Where am I going to shoot yeah. it? How am I going to, how am I going to light it? Who's going to read for me? Yep. And I did all the crazy things of like recording your own voices, doing the other lines on a phone, <laughs> yeah. shaky handy cam setups and doing it <laughs> in your car and all the terrible things that you do that, that could cost you the gig of a lifetime. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's important that people really invest in it and, and invest with someone who cares about you and, and your investment. And I, think it's pretty true that people do here at laughing vikings we got another comment from daniel hope saying wow has it been four years already yeah buddy time flies when you're in the middle of a global pandemic am i right (laughs) (laughs) i think it's actually been about 12 years it was it's been three years and then about another nine since uh march 2020 it's been about 12 years since i've had a haircut and i am dying for one (laughs) four years already i think we've grown year over a year over a year even with 2020 i feel like we've done some of our best expansion and and maybe not uh sales wise maybe we weren't the 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 best in 2020 with all the downtime but certainly with growth and marketing and our outreach to the community and building our community i think we've we've made strides and grown that way for sure Mm -hmm. Yes, four years, big time. So, Lars, moving on. Um, how can members use Laughing Viking services besides the self tapes? We've we've talked extensively about that. What else do can members use LV Studios for? Perfect, great question. Um, so, yeah, the the membership option. If you're an actor, creator, artist of any kind, if you're doing any kind of a video or audio recording, and you don't have a space to do that, uh, or you do have a space but you just want some extra support in terms of having a, a director or another second tech person with you, um, it's of course the auditions. And I should mention. Um, I'll just expand people's minds a little bit about the auditions. Of course, when you get a self tape request come here and you can do it in person. We also offer Zoom sessions as well, so you can stay where you are and we do them over Zoom. But the other unique ways that people use this space, still sort of related to auditions, is for audition prep. So pre-COVID when people were doing more in-person auditions and still happens occasionally now, if it was a big one, they would book an hour here to come work with the session director to run the scene a bunch of times right before their live audition. So say they're going to Milestone or Jigsaw or Lisa Parison 
or man casting or mm -hmm. um, powerhouse back in the day when, we, when they were in the neighborhood. They would book here the hour before, run it a bunch of times, run it a bunch of times, run it a bunch of times. So you were hot, you were sharp, and then you walk 10 minutes and then just crank it out. So we do that. We can also do the same for Zoom prep where people have booked the studio. You've run a few of these, Brandon, mm -hmm. where people will book the studio for their Zoom sessions. A lot of callbacks these days are Zoom sessions. And if you have unreliable home situation, or you got kids and dogs, or you have construction out your window or, or whatever it might be, you just don't have a reliable spot, you can book the studio as a member or as a non-member and uh, do the Zoom setup here. But the advantage is, say, you, say your Zoom callback is at 12.30, you can book a 12 o'clock spot, so you have the whole hour from 12 to one. You arrive at 12, work with Brandon, rehearse, run the scene a bunch, run the scene a bunch, run the scene a bunch, then around 12.20, hop on the Zoom, but you're hot, you're fresh, you've run it, you're not cold, because you need to be first take ready. There's no mm -hmm. warm up. You might only get one take. So you can't be like, oh, that was my warm up take as they're saying goodbye to you. So to come in here, work it a bunch of times. And that goes if maybe you have a you have a Zoom session and you're OK at home, but you want someone to run it with. We've also had people book Zoom sessions with us before their Zoom sessions with casting or with production mm -hmm. so that we hop on a call with them. We run it a bunch. We can work out all of their eye lines. We can help them with their frame. We can help them with their with their uh, lighting, make sure their volume and all that stuff is good. Run it a bunch of times so that they're in the in the flow. And then they log off with us and then they hop on to the real Zoom with production. Mm -hmm. That is a world of difference. So those are so, sort of some outside of the box ways that people do it uh, for auditions. We also have a voiceover booth here. Uh, we have the audio equipment for uh, podcasting and voiceover. Uh, behind me is a big giant green screen. It's top to bottom uh, wall here. So we have a lot of people come in and book the studio just to do their web videos, whether they have vlogs or sketch comedy uh, podcasts, as I mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. And also we have some people. Um, Natish Sakuja was just in here, a stand-up comic. Uh, and uh, a big thing in stand-up comedy now is Zoom shows, but again, mm -hmm. not everyone has a proper setup, or maybe you can't be hooting and hollering and screaming at certain hours at your home setup. So we have people rent out the studio literally to do what we're doing right now, whereas a stand-up comic, you have the, the whole space, you have proper mics. Uh, we have several mics. The other night I was doing one where I had the guitar mic'd and mm -hmm. I had handheld, and I'm here on Zoom. I can get up close here, but I have the, the full space if you're, if you're a very physical comedian and you got to do your wacky your wacky act outs here you can do all that stuff so mm -hmm. yeah there's a myriad of ways basically like the whole point of this of and all our members is so you have all of the um all of the production capabilities to do anything you need to do uh videos audio podcast voiceovers web videos promo videos if you're a business owner and you need some web video done and you need some voiceovers you need help with your creative you need help with your social media we can do all that here. Um, people have rented the space out for casting sessions as well. If you're a small production company, and uh, I mean, again, this is pre-COVID in the day of in-person um, in-person auditions, but they would book their um, they would book their uh, their casting sessions and just run casting here for like a four-hour session. Uh, Camille Blot says, "I use Laughing Vikings tape on camera work so I could get an agent without any demo footage." Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great one! I missed that one. Yes. Uh, big, big dilemma for newcomers to the industry is that um, uh, what's what, like the 
rocking. They don't have any demo footage. Yeah, it's it's that classic conundrum of I need a demo to get work, or I need a demo to get agent, but I need mm -hmm. work to get a demo. Uh, so a lot of people sort of just throw their hands up in frustration and be like, oh, I got nothing. No excuse for that. There's zero excuse for that. I'm telling you, yep. if you're listening or watching right now and you're falling on that as an excuse, it is 100% an excuse. It's self-sabotage. It's probably a little bit of fear of success or fear of failure, but no longer do you have any reason to say I don't have footage. If you have a, a cell phone, you don't even need Laughing Vikings. You could shoot a pretty decent kitchen scene or a scene at a, on your couch at home. Mm -hmm. Or as Camille mentioned, you book the studio here, you come and you work with another actor off camera and run an audition scene like it's an audition mm -hmm. to then show an agent. You can show an agent a scene or you record monologues, but there's zero excuse for that. So that that's a big one. I'm glad Camille, you mentioned that. If you need demo footage and you're waiting for it and you're like, well, I need to book something first. Don't wait, shoot something here or hire a team of your friends to go shoot on a location and do it properly with lights and sound and a whole small production team. Mm -hmm. But at minimum, get in the studio here and for an hour session, you can crank out a handful of monologues or some contrasting scenes and we'll snip them together and put a nice little demo and, and can get in the door with an agency or get in the door with a casting director. Or it can just be something on Mandy or on any of the uh, other platforms that you're just using to self-submit that way, being like, here, check out my demo. Am I good for your thing? Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Hope says, I have definitely watched as you've grown, and I'm looking forward to seeing where you and all your members go. Aw, thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. We've seen you grow. Look, I'm flexing right now. Look at that. Look at that growth right there. There it is. And here it is. There's the there's the Laughing Vikings pipes right there. Camille also says, loved having the pre-audition prepped. So helpful. Right. Right. I mean, everything helps. Some it's a, it's a weird short-term business mm -hmm. where you get things last minute. Sometimes mm -hmm. actors have the thoughts of like, "Oh, they're just they're just casting based on looks or they just need to hear my voice or see me or whatever." But mm -hmm. it's if you really want something, you need to go after what you want and you need to raise your I know our one of our acting coaches Tom Totteroff always says, "Raise your personal standards to the heavens." Mm -hmm. And ask and fight for what you want and say no to what you don't want. And if there's something that you want, like roles in television, film, theater, commercials, all of this stuff, you got to go get it. It's highly competitive and people have gone to school and school and school and school and school and school and school. People are training and training and training and training. And if you're just sitting at home lamenting that your phone's not ringing off the hook from your agent or that casting's not putting you in a movie, but you think you're, you, you got, you have a voice, which you do. And feeling that you have this these talents and performance art inside you that you want to get out, then it's up to you to, to do that. But you got to invest in it and take it seriously. Invest in your training, invest in production. Um, like invest I, in I, yourself. Yeah, it's, it, it is an investment in yourself. And that's, mm -hmm. if you were to ask, like, uh, maybe this is a question who are ideal, like uh, who this community is for, but uh, we can talk about that in a little We'll bit. talk about that later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Lars, how does one edit and send the file? Gotcha. So, so you finished, you finished a taping with, um, with me. Uh, you're now going to go and edit the tape. How, how do you do that? Gotcha. So 
first of all, I'll say if you booked an audition here, you can expect to have the file typically in 30 minutes or less. Often mm -hmm. it's even less. Sometimes it's like five, 10 minutes after your session, but uh, to, as a rule of thumb, 30 minutes. So keep in mind your deadlines. If you have a 5 p.m. deadline, try not to book a 3 or 4 p.m. with us. That mm -hmm. being said, we've done them and we can get them in lightning fast. But generally, within 30 minutes of the end of your session, you, your agent, and casting has the file wherever it needs to go. So what happens is uh, typically we ask that you forward the booking email to us. Mm -hmm. Often there are certain instructions. And really, your session director will follow whatever submission instructions are there. Sometimes the scenes, uh, they want them separate files. Sometimes they want all the scenes together with a slate. Sometimes they want the slate separate. Sometimes they want them under a certain file size. Sometimes they want them in a certain order. Sometimes they want them labeled differently. So if you send that email to us, we can really tailor it to that. But uh, typically, as soon as, we, uh, as soon as we finish your tape, we pop the card in. We edit it real simple um, with some quick, simple fades between the scenes. If there's a slate, we throw the slate in there. We immediately render it. And then typically we use WeTransfer, where we'll WeTransfer it to you, your agent, and or casting. Just literally wherever it needs to go, we, each, we, we transfer it. You get a download link. You can forward that email to someone, or you can download the file yourself and then send the file wherever you want to. Or something that we often do if people just need to immediately upload it to Casting Workbook or uh, Actors Access or one of the other online sites. If it doesn't have to go to their agent first, sometimes we'll just upload it directly right from the studio. So really, it's whatever you need we do, but it's quick. The turnaround time is generally 30 minutes or less. There's been some rare occasions where for maybe technical reasons, we've mm -hmm. taken a little longer, but that's only ever where we knew that um, uh, we knew that we we're going to meet the deadline. So I don't yeah. think we've ever missed a deadline. I don't think we've ever had a tape not get uh, submitted. So we're mm -hmm. like, if we're not batting a thousand, we're batting 99.9997%. And if we've ever not delivered, we've comped that person's session and then given them at least another freebie session. But I'm pretty confident it has never happened that an audition didn't get submitted for an audition that someone booked and did with us. So we've- So never... Daniel Hope has a question. Uh, is it always done on site and can we bring footage in? Um, so I guess he's asking, will, would we edit stuff that's already like just take footage and edit it together? Yeah, we, yeah. we can certainly do that. I don't. I don't generally bill ourselves at editors, but I've in the past, I've edited my own demo reels. I have edited other people's demo reels. So mm -hmm. that's certainly that we can do, or if it's a mix of both, we've done that as well. Um, and we've done, we also have a partnership with wicked tree creative and they right. can also help uh, you with demo reel material. Uh, if you have your own footage. Uh, so I believe it's a hundred dollars, correct? Uh, it's, it's $150 off their regular prices with, if you let them know that you've come from laughing Vikings, that's mm -hmm. a good point. So wicked tree demo reels, uh, they did my last demo reel and I loved it so much from Adam that I was like, let's make this available to our members. And what they do is for $300, they'll take all of your footage. He'll put it together in a slick demo reel, add some music you can throw in your headshots and it'll make it look really slick, very snappy. He's also a TV and film editor, so he understands how how to sort of tell a mini story through these uh, through these mini clips. And the best thing that he does 
is he sort of does a year subscription where when you when you use his demo reel services for that three hundred dollars anytime in the next year when you get new footage from a new production and as an actor you know what i'm talking about we're always waiting for the next footage and we're waiting oh like you book the next big thing and you're like oh when i get that that's gonna help me like take it to to hollywood or whatever but um you're always waiting for that stuff but then you don't want to not have a demo reel in the meantime so the idea with adam is always have whatever your best current stuff together is and then when you get new footage you can send it to him and he'll just swap it in and out he's not doesn't re-edit the whole thing mm -hmm. but he'll take out an old piece and then put a new piece in or just tack the new piece in uh, nice. so that essentially when you use him you know you're covered for the entire year the next time you get that golden material you just send it off to him and he just tweaks it and you're good to go uh, and daniel, daniel has another question Oh, and can we rent a good camera if we don't have one? Uh, well, we've got cameras here. So if you're shooting stuff here, we shoot it here in studio with ours. They're, they're HD. I think it's actually shoots in 4K if we want to, but generally we dumb it down to 1080 just because unless you're showing it on a giant movie screen, it's probably mm -hmm. not necessary to be that big. But yeah, we, we got you hooked up. But honestly, like you could shoot a feature film with an iPhone these days or my, my phone, Samsung S20, like the cameras on them are ridiculous. So chances are like the phone you have right now is probably better than every camera ever made. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you really don't need much these days, but, but we, we got you covered. So, and I should mention that too, when you do book the studio here, that obviously your hour includes use of all of our equipment. So instead of having to buy lights and, backdrops and stands and mics and mixers and sound foam and all of this stuff green screens and monitors we have all that too so you mm -hmm. just walk in you just get to play and have fun and we handle all the tech for you and that is a perfect segue into green screen Ooh, now we talked very extensively about the green screen what i'm most interested in lars is how as an actor and I want to use the green screen, what should I wear? What should I have to prepare myself to go and do a green screen for my audition? All right. Well, first of all, the key to green screen is not to wear green. If you have any green uh, wardrobe or any green props or anything that you're holding, you, like your hat is green, literally any of that, whatever the background is will come through on your uh on your shirt or you'll mm -hmm. sort of look like you're invisible or you'll be a floating head so certainly never wear green we do suggest too a lot of times people bring a couple wardrobe options uh, our normal backdrops are sort of that the, the backdrop behind you brandon which yep. is great for most colors uh except maybe like denim or like a, a light blue you kind of blend in a little bit um, yeah but for green screen i would say just definitely don't wear green um, and there's blue screen as well. And it's the same if, if, if it's a blue, we use green here, but if it's a blue screen, just fun fact, don't wear blue. Um, the reason that they have a blue screen is so that you can wear green in front of a blue screen and you can wear blue in front of a green screen. So you just, you just can't wear the same color as the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so to, to let people know how we use them is with self tapes and virtual casting, um, and with a lot of our Zoom acting workshops, this sort of came from us working in our Saturday workshops with Tom Totteroff, which is the New York Conservatory that, uh, that we've been working with this year. Mm -hmm. uh, we use virtual backdrops in those class scenes, and they work so great and they look so good that as long as they, they're, they're, they're uh, technically sound, 
I think it really adds to the uh, adds to the audition. It adds it, it is less for the um, production to imagine to, but mm -hmm. you want to keep it simple. So me personally, I hopped on board of board of it, uh, and and I should let you know I'm I'm very bold with this stuff. So if you're the type of actor who is like. Oh, I don't know. Like, are they gonna like this, or is it is that too much, or is that allowed? Like, mm -hmm. I, my my training through Tom and just my general life training is not is not one born of. Are they gonna like me? It's I basically do whatever the fuck I want in a positive manner, in a mm -hmm. creative manner, and trust that if I'm being bold and creative and making strong choices and having joy in what I do that people are going to respond to that. So, cause if you're watching this right now and you're like green screen, a, if it's bad green screen, don't do it. So if you're doing an audition and you have a virtual backdrop and your hands are disappearing and it's all flickering and you move mm -hmm. certain ways and all of a sudden your arm goes away or your head's coming in and out, then yeah, that would look terrible. So, yeah. or if you're, you're glowing around you, but I don't know if you can see me right now. Like I, I look pretty clear. You don't, you don't, it's not like it's a weird thing. I'm sure you know this is a virtual backdrop, but uh, the other thing is keep it generally neutral or non non distracting. Uh, but we have a bunch. So we've what have we done them? We've done them backyard scenes. We've mm -hmm. done them in a warehouse. We've done them in a uh, on a subway. DJ booth. Uh, a, we did a DJ booth like a studio, and literally I Google image whatever it is. Like I think of what I need, so I'll type in like music studio virtual background or sometimes mm -hmm. you don't even type virtual background just google image it and some images work some images don't you got to make sure it's decent quality and you got to make sure that the angle of the image and just how it's set up isn't going to look weird but mm -hmm. generally it works great and and my opinion of it is it's just anything that's a pattern interrupt if you're watching a hundred um self tapes if i was a casting director and 80 of them are neutral like your kitchen wall or just a normal backdrop and then one guy is literally where he's supposed to be in the production and it looks decent value even if they know like they might be like yeah that's a green screen but instantly it's going to stand out imagination wise it's going to seem like i sort of treat some of our self-tapes like trying to figure out let me show you as close to on the day what you're looking for yeah without without trying to think oh what do they want like mm -hmm. i mean i i i guess let me rephrase that i try to make it i show them as close to what i would do on the day rather than what they're looking for on the day but i i feel like our instincts are pretty good as far as mm -hmm. what, what they need to see in the moments that they need to see so yeah for for me it's just been huge and and then also just for fun for podcasting for social media videos green screen and virtual backdrops are are a, a big boom right now so it's just mm -hmm. an extra wrinkle we've done uh tons of them for commercials so like we we put someone wherever they need to be like one one guy who was in a it was supposed to be like a home depot kind of warehousey kind of thing so we put him in there and he was and i gave him a box and he was stacking a box and it looked perfect like he's in a warehouse um we did the one where i was in the back of a van Mm -hmm. And I was like a hostage in a van or the other day I was a <laughs> convenience store clerk or a comic book clerk, literally mm -hmm. anything. And again, you, you got to have decent lighting and you got to have a, a nice solid backdrop. Your text got to be fine. But my opinion on that is just it's a bold move. And, and I but the proof was in the pudding at the beginning of the year. Two out of my first three auditions that I submitted were virtual backdrops with a green screen. And I booked two of those. 
mm-hmm. or, or three of them were green screen and two of them I booked. So it's not like I already have proof that it's no one's going to be like, oh, that was a great performance, but that was a green screen. Next, like that's not going to be a thing, you know. Now uh, we do have a question about green screen. Uh, the green screen is a major level up to any self tape, uh-huh. and I think yes. Yes, it definitely 100% is. I agree. If it's well done, if it's done poorly with shitty lighting, if you're pixelating and you're disappearing, it's a distraction. And I would say you have to do it well. Uh, But that's the same with any tape. If you do a tape and your lighting sucks or your audio sucks or your frame's all wonky or your eyelines are all wacky where it's like some kind of upshot because you're shooting with your laptop on a desk instead of having a camera eye level, then yeah, it's going to be weird. But as long as you technically do it, then it's you're going to stand out and it looks cool and part of it to me is uh, one of my philosophies with my auditions i want to show production that i care and that i give a shit and that i am fighting for this stuff i'm i'm a dis i disagree a little bit with the mentality of i understand where it comes from but a lot of people will say like you got to have a don't care attitude or you just gotta you gotta not give a fuck which i get i get that from a sense of like you can't be desperate, like, oh, please hire me or please, I need this. If, mm-hmm. if you come from there, then that's no good. But I think if um, and, and I know this from being on the reverse side, if I'm if I'm a producer and I'm casting something and looking for people to bring on board, I want people who are passionate. I want people who thought of something extra, who brought a little extra creative edge who had that extra moment before, who added a little button, who brought a, a, a prop that really made sense or mm-hmm. their wardrobe was just fucking right on point. Like they got it. Like they were like, they get it, you know, and they wanted to prove it without doing it in a, in a way that's like, oh, please look at me and please notice me kind of thing. Again, it can't stink of desperation, but I think anything that you do to show that you're, um, that you're different and stand. And, and a lot of this is just standing out on that first pass. Like, um, what is it that Tom always says? You're the architect, archeologist, psychologist, physiologist, sociologist, sociologist. Yeah. Yeah. So like always be thinking about that when you're going in for a self tape audition and like, you want to use the green screen, make sure it works, make sure that it's a level up in your own mind because if you have the perception that it's better with with the green screen than without then that's a positive change right i also did my callbacks with the same green screen too the one was an it was a it was a national commercial spot mm-hmm. i booked it with a green screen tape we used we also used music in that tape we put a little track in it just because there was supposed yeah. to be music that i was sort of dancing and singing along to um and then for the callback, I did the same thing. So like they, they queued it up and the backdrop was there. The, the director and the producer were on the line with me and they were like, yeah, if you have the music. And I was like, yep, got the same song, click, played it. And it was like, I'm in the studio and they were literally watching the commercial spot. Like it was like, I'm sure showing them to the client, they were like, this guy's, this guy's audition looks like the commercial basically <laughs> it was like, it was like they, we sort of try, sometimes we have that idea of like, I, we never get there obviously, but I try to almost have the mentality of in my head, I want to just give them the snippet of the movie or the show so that if they'd never even got to shoot on the day, they could just plug our audition into it and be like, there's that part of the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. never quite there, but that's the aspiration is trying to get there so that if that was what they, um, that was what they got. 
Got another comment there. That's a nice one. Should give a shout out here to Ryan Coombe. Ryan Coombe, uh, I went to high school with Ryan Coombe. He's out in, uh, I think he's still in Kelowna, BC or somewhere in the uh, British Columbia area. What's up, Coomer? Good to see you. I believe uh, Coombe's a little bit of a, a rapper back in the day too. I don't know if he's mm -hmm. still uh, hustling in the rap game, but uh, Daniel, Hope. Uh, Daniel Hope also says, basically not set in your own ideas and you care to make the director's vision happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, I mean, Ultimately, TV and film is a director's medium. They have ultimate control over all departments, uh, and often they have control over the final edit as well. So, yeah, the director is the director. They're they're the general calling all the shots. Um, but yeah, like I I think that that comment Daniel was just going back to what I was saying about going the extra mile is mm -hmm. I want to show for me personally I want to show casting everything that comes with me and part of booking me and part of my talent and skill is creativity is going the extra mile is having these interesting ideas to bring to the table. They can always say we're good on those ideas, Lars, we don't need that. But I think, and this is again, something that Tom always says in class, they want players. You want players. You don't, you want to, you don't want people saying, what should I do? What do you need me to do? What would you like me to do? How should I hold this? How should I step? Should I hold it with this hand? Should I say it this way? Should I say it that way? That's a mm -hmm. fucking nightmare for a director. Mm -hmm. They want to direct, they want you, but they want someone who comes in with big, bold ideas, who's super well thought out, super prepared, very mm -hmm. intelligent, team player, positive, fun to work with, literally to the point where they just have to say action and then they say cut and they're like, that was fucking brilliant. You just That's like- done, yeah. yeah. To the point where they don't even want to cut, where they can just be like, we don't even have to say cut, let's just let this guy fly. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, the Jim Carrey's and the Robin Williams and the Will Ferrell's, like those, those kind of people and and the reverse is true for females too, um, not to slant it, but those are the, all the guys that I paid attention to when I was young. But yeah, at that level, when you're super creative and super top notch, it's just, you just sit back and go and they just let you go. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. They want, they don't want someone that they got to tell everyone or that they got to coddle and stroke and console and you, they got to give you all the ideas. It's like that, that doesn't help. Well, uh, yeah, you, you really want to be performance ready, especially for TV, film, because uh, you won't get a rehearsal process like you do in theater. So make sure that you're ready to go on the day when they say action. Don't, don't do all the other stuff. Just make sure that you're ready to go. Right, yeah. TV and film, there often is no rehearsal. Sometimes no. in film, you might get lucky. But on TV, a lot of the times, you're just meeting your scene partner literally the first time you see them, especially if mm -hmm. you're not a regular. Like, if you're just a day player, you come in and you're meeting the leads and you're just kind of thrown to the fire. You, you sort of might get a... You can get sort of a blocking rehearsal for camera a couple times. Like, uh, when I was on Oh Yuck, we would get... The director would sort of come in with, he would grab the the people in the next scene while the cameras were doing their setups and lighting and everything they were doing. They, he would kind of have a little blocking, okay, run the lines. Mm -hmm. and then we would get a couple, then we'd get a couple with camera, and then it was just go, go, go. Like do a master, do a master, do a close-up, do a close-up, do a two-shot, do a two-shot. Like they would just go, and there's no time for that. And, and often you're getting sometimes new sides and makeup that day. Sometimes what you expected to shoot that day isn't what they decide to shoot. They're like, oh, we're doing that tomorrow. And what we're doing tomorrow, we're now doing today. And here you got to learn all this. So it's just you got to be ready to rock and and just, yeah, it's it's uh, they don't want to be worrying about the actors. That's for sure. Usually directors, a lot of people think that a director often is like working tightly with the actors. And that's some 
the case with some directors if they're mm-hmm. like all actor directors but a lot of the times they're just figuring out stuff with the camera so they're just working with the cameraman and and uh, lights and the the cinematographer the uh, director of photography and and the ad just managing all the departments and almost the actors are the last thing they're worried about like it's like okay then where are the actors okay and go and then you just gotta do your thing uh, so Ryan Coombe has a question. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Have you heard of Tri-B app? And if so, thoughts? No, I have not heard of Tribe app. So I have, I have not heard of that either. No thoughts. Is it like uh, Clubhouse? Is it like that? Uh, we also got a comment there. Click on that one. Let's highlight this one here. Uh, do we do that? Yeah, there we go. LV has really mastered the self-tape. I'm so grateful for all the tips uh, I've learned there. Thank you. I don't know that we've mastered it, but we've definitely done thousands of them. I was thinking about that. In four years, we've for sure done thousands, dozens and dozens of bookings, commercials, TV, film, theater, mocap for video games, voiceover. I've done all of those things myself. Brandon has done them. All of our session directors have done them, and we've helped countless people. We've got relationships with most of the agencies in in the city uh, and in outside of the city as well in Mm -hmm. in our relationships and having to deal with them emailing uh, emailing files back and forth and pretty well versed in the casting directors and who's casting what projects uh, which is great we kind of get a little in uh, behind the scenes look at at uh, things that you might not be exposed to just as an actor Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Ryan Coombe says check out the Tribe app We, we definitely will did you invent that app Ryan Coombe is this a plug for your app (laughs) <laughs> uh, like YouTube, but compensating the artist or creator. Dan Swimmer was on the news chatting about it. Uh, Chad Kruger on board. Ooh, well, if Chad Kruger from uh, Nickelback's on board, then uh, we got to be on board. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Canadian icon. Nice. Nice. All right. We got any more questions? Of course, this is an AMA mm-hmm. section. Uh, this is probably a good time to say, make sure to hit us up at laughing Vikings on Instagram if you're listening to us, be sure that you're subscribed. Hit the subscribe button or smash it, as they say. And if you want to watch this, we we do them live every Mondays around 6 o'clock. But uh, you can also watch it on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can watch the replays. And we're mm-hmm. on Twitch. We want to connect with the kids these days. So we're not on TikTok <laughs> yet. I think technically we might have a TikTok account, but uh, we're on most things. We're working on LinkedIn. We're on Dropbox. You guys on Dropbox? You guys on Dropbox yet? Anybody on Dropbox? Hit me up on Dropbox. <laughs> we'll meet up on Dropbox. Hit me up on Dropbox. Anybody? 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 You guys on Dropbox? And Ryan, you, Ryan just says, keep up good the work. good work, boys. I we say, will. Ryan, uh, shout out. Uh, you had messaged me. You uh, sent me a DM uh, maybe about a week ago, and I don't know that I had replied yet, but it wasn't because I didn't want to or didn't, uh, it wasn't that I didn't intend to. So worked out good. You're here today to say hello. I hope you're well in the West and uh, go Park Street Trojans from back in the day. Our high school's been bulldozed. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they tore it down a few years ago. (laughs) Okay, so. The places you grew up no longer exist. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. How can someone get involved with Laughing Vikings community? Great question. First thing, going back to what I said, make for damn sure you follow us on social, mostly Instagram, but we're also on Facebook, YouTube, um, where else? Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, hit us up on um, on Instagram. But if you want to get more involved, there's different ways. You can become a member here at the studio. The membership's the best op- uh, option. If you do more than one audition in a month, 
or you have any kind of ongoing media that you need help with, like podcasting, like green screen, like live Zoom events. It's just you can be a part of a community and have a place to do all the stuff and get support to crank out all of your uh, all of your digital media. Um, to to join as a session runner, uh, shoot us a DM as well. Um, that's a good point, actually. We are expanding, and we do want to bring some seasoned vets on board here. By seasoned vets, if you're looking to be a session director, you do need to be a working actor with training and experience in TV, film, casting, um, theater, all of, all of that realm. And you do also have to be at least semi-versed in editing, although it's really only basic editing. But more than that, super reliable, super positive, um, no negativity, like zero margin for error for not showing up. Like obviously mm -hmm. people book an audition that could be changing their lives. So if by chance it didn't happen, then that would be a disaster. So being super reliable, that being said, all of our session directors set their own schedule. So it's the most flexible thing in the world, but you got to make sure that when you do get booked based on your flexible schedule that you are here and you show up. But again, that's never been an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, uh just to just to add on to that if if someone does want to apply and maybe they're nervous about having uh limited to no editing skills i didn't have a lot of editing skills when i came on board and i what? learned from lars i learned from watching other people i learned from watching youtube videos and like you can learn that stuff I, I don't want to discourage you if you're if you're someone that's really passionate about helping people with their auditions and like uh, wanting to join our crew, then please, please apply because like we can help you with the editing. But your vibe is something you can't really change. Right. And that kind of goes to everything. It's mm -hmm. like literally if there's something that you don't know how to do right now, there's like hours and hours of YouTube videos and you can probably learn it all in 20 minutes, but you could you could for sure learn it all in a day. Like if you're like, okay, today's the afternoon that I learned how to edit in iMovie or whatever uh, software you use. Like there's no excuse for any of that anymore. Like you don't need to go back to college to become a video editor. You need to just spend a day learning and reading tutorials and watching tutorials and then shoot and do it and shoot and do it and shoot and do it. You know? mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. So hit us up. You can, two ways to do that. Send us a DM on laughing Vikings or, uh, email us at lol at laughingvikings.com uh, or send us a Facebook message. But I, I want to know about your background. So a nice little cover letter would be nice to introduce yourself. Uh, if you're someone that we've worked with here in the studio and um, chances are if you're coming here regularly, we know you and we like your vibe and you know how we run things here. So that's an option. We've had a lot of people become session directors after being clients as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and the great thing I should mention about that is it's very flexible. It's it's a perfect side hustle for an actor. Uh, you can kind of speak to this a little bit, but um, you, you can be running sessions in the studio or we have some people who just only run virtual sessions. They have a home studio set up and we're sort of freelance partners with them where they've got their outpost studio and they people book with them uh, and they're part of our community. And, and so we sort of run everything through each other and, and mm -hmm. uh, have that back and forth support, but uh, maybe you speak to that a little bit about um, the, the the side hustle uh, benefits that you've had since you've joined. Well, I mean, I, I started here when there wasn't really anything going on, so it, it's definitely given me something to work at, and it's definitely helped me 
understand how to work in front of the camera, like even even more than I already did, because now now I'm more uh, camera conscious. Uh, I'm more understanding of how how does someone move? How does someone bring who they are to to their part? And like uh, even working with Tom Todorov, like you you learn how to be as big as you can on screen. And like that. I think is one of the most beautiful things of all. Like I, I know from my theater training, like you're all, you're all big, but like there's some moments where you can be really in there. And like, as Tom says, uh, careers are made of close-ups. So how, how does one get into that close-up? How do you get there? And that, that's always really important to me. Nice. Yeah. Look at that beautiful face. Um, yeah. Those are all, those are all great points too. It's like you, you do. And I thought about this the other day, um, I mean, the reality is uh, until you're until you're a series regular, a lot of actors don't spend much time on camera. You spend early on, you spend a ton of your time rehearsing. You spend a ton of your time auditioning. Maybe you spend time on camera in your classes. Uh, and now with Zoom classes, that's the amazing thing about Zoom classes is all Zoom classes are also on camera classes. And since a lot of our casting is live Zoom sessions, if you have a if you have a Zoom class, you're actually at an advantage because you're 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 practicing exactly how you're playing. So your virtual class via Zoom is exactly the way your callback is going to be with production. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're Zoom shy right now, it's been a year. Think about that. It's been a year. And so if you don't have a home setup right now, if you haven't figured out Zoom, if you're the guy that they're always saying, you're muted, you're muted. And you're like, how do you do <laughs> How do you do this how do you do that like you got to figure that out you're being left behind big time right now we're moving in a virtual world you should be if you're a creator comedian actor you should have a home studio space uh, i believe even if you're a member with laughing vikings you should also have a home studio space come here and we'll work with you when you when we need to and when we can and when you're not able to you we can run zoom sessions and you have the ability to do that at home but there's, there's no excuse for that right now. And you're going to miss out on those opportunities and it's going to show in a casting. If, if, if you're showing up to a zoom audition, like a zoom callback with production and you're super nervous and jittery because you don't know if your camera's going to work and you don't know where to look and you don't know if you press the right things in zoom, you're not going to be focused on performing. Your anxiety is going to be through the roof and it's going to show in that massive, like, four, five, six-figure opportunity is going to go to the wayside. It's going to go to someone else who has done it a thousand times and is rock solid on Zoom because they've adapted. So, mm-hmm. um, Frank. Uh, <laughs> so, ooh, Frank great. Frank says... Uh, Fire that up. What a great fucking question. Thank you, Frank D. Francesco. Frank and Frank. Go ahead. Read that question. Crap. I might be too late, but... I just got one. I just got this now. Can I still book an in-studio self-tape for tonight? Here's the uh, long and short of it, Frank. Normally, you need a two-hour buffer. If you go online, you can only book uh, two hours away. So right now at 7.57, you could still book the 10 p.m. spot. But you know what? We're going to do something we've never done before. We're (laughs) going to take a live booking via live right now, Frank. So, Frank, why don't you tell us what time you want to come here tonight. And I will tell you, we have uh, an 8.30 spot open, a 9 o'clock, a 9.30, and a 10 o'clock open still. So uh, yeah. we didn't have a session booked after the podcast. So uh, you want to book with us? You can book right now. We'll sort out the payments and everything. But you tell us, Frank. Are you there, Frankie? Going once. Going twice. Going twice. 
<laughs> recently um i worked shout out to frank um i worked with him in uh, probably dozens of shows with big time murder peter dylan out of ottawa has big time murder and also now zoom mystery and peter's another great example of adapting and pivoting his entire company was based on live events live theater shows for corporate uh, corporate and charity and private shows obviously got wiped out with covid but he immediately back in whenever it was june july had already pivoted now he does a, a zoom mystery show where he does murder mysteries internationally via zoom and people love them as much and or more um frank you won't be able to uh, actually frank you can do the payment through the website but it yeah. won't let you schedule for 9 p.m so go to the website laughingvikings.com actors uh and you can book a studio session if you're a non-member book a non-member session although i do suggest you get the membership you're starting to be a regular around here but mm -hmm. it will not let you book the 9 p.m because we're within an hour and it needs two hours notice so just go to checkout you can pay for it and then take this as your confirmation that you have the 9 p.m spot so yeah you need to go through with the scheduling today but normally you can do that see how easy uh, the other way that you can book too for those listeners at home is if you go to the link in bio at uh, our laughing vikings instagram there's a button at our link in bio you can do it directly from instagram as well mm -hmm. so many ways to book yes and we should let you know online too while we're talking about the online stuff uh all of our sessions can be paid for via credit card or paypal online once in a while we've made a few exceptions for e-transfer and or and or cash but just for the sake of uh, accounting and bookkeeping and just keeping things uh, slick and simple and automatic, generally we like to do everything online. The less you have to contact us, uh, the better. Just mm -hmm. book online and then just show up. So again, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week, in studio, by appointment only, or virtually via Zoom. And we can help you out. One of our trained pros will hop on the line with you. Mm -hmm. Frank, what's it for, Frank? Is he still kicking around? Uh, I'm not sure. He may he may be booking the session right now. So I think we're just going to wrap up with our that that was almost like it was planned. People are going to think that that was planned. Like yeah, just, <laughs> hey, I want to like yeah. Wow, we're sold out. Like we were just and going once. Anyone else who wants the ten o'clock spot? Anyone? We can still got to ten p.m. Come on, here ten p.m. Come on, can I hear ten p.m.? Come on, do we hear ten p.m.? Uh, not yet. But how about, uh, how about let's uh, if anyone wants the 9 p.m. spot, maybe they can outbid Frank. <laughs> You're going to start a bidding war on yeah, StreamYard to sell Frank's 9 p.m. spot to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we just go by a bidding? Perfect. Frank said he just picked the 8 a.m. to complete, but it'll be there tonight at 9 p.m. OK, perfect. So to our listeners, I'll go into the uh, computer system. And I'll actually clear the 8 a.m. So if you do need to do one tomorrow at 8 a.m., you can still book that 8 a.m. slot. Since, For sure. Uh, you can be here tonight. So, see you so soon. we are going to wrap things up right now because we have a session in an hour. Yeah. So, so our quote of the week, Lars, is don't speak negatively about yourself. Even as a joke, your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself and you can change your life. What you're not changing, you're also choosing. I love that. 
Yeah, I love that. That's been a, a big focus of mine recently. I, I know that you're big on that too. Mm -hmm. uh, Camille, who we had on last week, she's great about that. She's she's listened and studied a lot of that. Tom is the same way to the point that in class, in acting class, he calls calls people out on their language, calls people out for saying the word try, yep. uh, for saying the word should. Sorry. Anything weak and sort of like passive and, and uh, self-deprecating. Things like, oh, I'm struggling or I'm having such a problem or I'm I'm really stuck. It's the words that you say do manifest into reality. And Tony Robbins event was very much about that. He's very big on neurolinguistics and and the words you use in, in addition to your body language, like your body is a big one, like the difference between standing tall with shoulders back, chin up and a smile versus mm -hmm. this, your feelings are going to be completely different. But also the words that you use, the difference between me saying, oh, I'm, I'm having a challenge. A challenge is kind of exciting. A challenge is something that you can overcome. A mm -hmm. challenge is something you meet. A challenge is something that you can recruit other people to help you with. But problems, problems kind of suck. Obstacles kind of suck. Being stuck sucks or being in a rut sucks. Yeah. Um, even sucking sucks. So I shouldn't even really be saying the word suck. So just be really conscious and and you're right your body doesn't know the difference and it's your self-conscious and if you are a person who believes in thoughts are things and thoughts become reality uh, over time and any level of manifestation i i believe in that i believe that there's an an, an energy and an ether and and our um our expectations do determine our outcome and, and eventually our our destiny so and i've talked a bit about this before but i i know i like to name my negative thoughts so that when they pop up i know i know a name and i say hey get the fuck away from me jesse get the right. fuck out of here yes. i don't need you i'm good yeah 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 and uh yeah. frank has an add-on to our quote of the week uh, oh, nope, that's not it. Uh, every day is a gift. That is why it's called the present. I like it. I love that. I like it. Yeah, it's like, and, and I saw this earlier, a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends from uh, from high school and university, his sister posted, it was like, just, just had a good chat with my older brother. And he said, one of the things he said to her, and she like quoted him on Facebook was like, um, if, a friend of yours talked to you the way uh, talked about you the way you talk about yourself. You wouldn't want to be friends with them. So it's like, especially in performance, you need to be your number one fan. You need to be your number one supporter. Mm -hmm. Give yourself self love. Maybe it's once in a while it's tough love, but this is a a business and a life where if if you're trash talking yourself and if if this voice in your head all day long is just ranting and raving about why you can't do this or why you shouldn't do this or why you're not able or like any limiting belief or trash talk you got to clear that out like it's just like winners and champions do not have that they have the opposite they have it a little bit but they know when to shut it down they say mm -hmm. fuck you jesse get out of my head get out they go get out of my head jesse get out of there you're like, uh, you sure that's not a multiple dis personality disorder, Jesse? Uh, it might turn into that sooner or later. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, that's a great, I love that quote. Watch your, watch your self-talk and, and, and only, actually only speak about things that you want to come to pass. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even if that's news events, it's like, 
we'll talk about World War Three and horrible news and all this like garbage like that. It really isn't here yet. Like you're sort of incantations. You're sort of bringing like the more likely if you're talking about more people dying in a, a fourth wave and you you are putting this negative energy out there. Uh, I'm not saying that everything is all lollipops and fairy tales and bubblegum and stuff all the time. But if if you're talking doom and gloom and worry and how the future is going to be this and that, it's like you're putting that shit out there. And then you're going to be, oh, surprise, surprise. Like there's those people who are like, well, it always happens to me. Like just my luck. Nothing ever good happens to me. It's like <laughs> nothing ever good happens to you because you're constantly saying nothing ever good happens to you. So you're only paying attention to the bad stuff. You're not paying mm-hmm. attention to the good stuff. You're not expecting any good stuff to happen. You're not using any good words. So what are you attracting? You're just attracting shit to yourself. You're a shit magnet is what you are. <laughs> as uh, as uh, Leahy might say. Yes. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's it for us today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Laughing Vikings Live. Remember, you are awesome. You are talented. You are special. Thank you. And uh, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you hit us up uh, on all the socials. Like, comment, subscribe. And if you're watching the replay, ask a question and we'll answer it in a future episode. Just type Mm -hmm. it in the comments or shoot us a DM. And make sure to visit laughingvikings.com for all your freebies. And if you want to join the cast and or crew, become a member. Shoot us a DM if you want to learn about opportunities to be a session director or to help out running some of our live events or virtual events in the stand-up comedy world. Or if you're a business and you need a hand with some of your social media videos and your digital media, we can help you with that too. So many things to do. That's it. Thank you, everyone, and enjoy your week. See ya. Bye.